Wait, wait. I'd get out of here, Warden. new rock stars we just got a new look into the sony venomverse with its latest installment venom let there be carnage we saw a new symbiote threat with some fresh daddy issues and possibly the seed for the continuation of the family line with toxin and now that venom is out of san francisco it looks like the lethal protector has found himself a new target a new tasty target mm. <laughs> this is inside marvel our after show for sony's latest cinematic release that exists in a nearby universe to the mcu Venom, let there be carnage. My name is MT, and we're going to talk about some of the biggest revelations and burning questions left over from the film. And discussing this all with me today is my brother, off-screen producer, Brandon. What's Hello, going on, MT. Brandon? Hello, MT. I've got <laughs> 80 billion light years of hive knowledge in my head, and I can't wait to talk about <laughs> Venom 2. Uh, let there be That's carnage. That's a lot of light years. That's a uh, lot of light years, buddy. A lot of knowledge. You can get a free Lamborghini from that. New Lamborghini. <laughs> anyway, before we dive into our questions left over from the film, let's do a quick plot summary, shall we? Because let's we do begin it. in the year 1996, four years after I was born. So, you know, it's don't, not a lot Don't age me, MT. Don't then. age me. <laughs> but yes, we begin in 1996, where we first meet a young Cletus Cassidy and Francis Barrison, who have pledged their love for each other while serving time in a mental institution, like everyone else does. I mean, if you've killed if you've killed your family and you're stuck at a mental institution, you might as well find some love. Ain't, ain't no one gonna show up for the wedding anyways. But Frances <laughs> has incredible powers that are growing beyond her control. And as she's being taken away, she makes one final escape attempt using her shrieking powers only to be shot in the eye by a young cop named Mulligan. And fast forward to present day, where Eddie Brock is trying to get his journalism career back on track after he messed it up in the first movie but now you know things are getting better for him and he's the only one Cletus Cassidy will even talk to as he wastes away on death row and Venom waits impatiently inside of Eddie spending a lot of time eating chocolate and chicken to fulfill his need for brains because you know it's really weird how chocolate and brains have like that one thing in common and Venom of course wants to be the hero saving the day and eating bad guys because you know why not? He's what's what he does. He what is what he does best. And he you just can't trust the credit. prison system. You got to eat the bad guys. Right? Uh, <laughs> it's more efficient. On one of his trips to visit Cletus, Venom notices all the cryptic writing on Cletus's cell wall. And he mm, later uses I. his impeccable memory and drawing skills to show Eddie <laughs> what it means. I mean, I love the fast drawing. Uh, it's like serious, it, like Venom Ross in this bitch. Like, yeah, yeah, it was like a, a CAD machine just drawing it out really fast. Uh, you're too young for that, Happy little trees, Eddie. Happy little trees. <laughs> And what he finds are clues to, Cletus, to more of Cletus's victims. And after Eddie mm. shares this information with the cops, the public is out for justice. And the governor mm. of California reinstitutes the death penalty. And now Cletus is going to die. But before he officially <laughs> die, he wants to talk to Eddie one last time because he thinks something mm. is up with old Eddie Brock. And during this last interview, he bites Eddie and gets a taste of his blood. Uh, and as well as the symbiote that's inside. That's no blood he's ever tasted before. Uh, and when it's finally time for <laughs> Cletus's execution, the symbiote is now inside of him and makes itself known. It's carnage, baby. Carnage, uh, baby. <laughs> Cletus breaks out of San Quentin, but not before killing a bunch of guards. Uh, he gets a mm. glow up because he finds a guy whose outfit he really likes and bites his head off. Mm. Uh, he gets a new car uh, and carnage. And he, then he carnage hacks the internet with his little red fingers. I know that uh, was so weird i was like you can do that that's kind of a very convenient power but why okay. not why not and he finds out that his long lost love francis is still alive 
Uh, he breaks her out of the secretive Ravencroft facility. Uh, but when she uses her shrieking powers to aid in the escape, uh, Carnage is not too happy about it and a little rude. Oh, no. Yeah, because those symbiotes do not like sound at all. They don't like it. And, uh, yeah. Sound and fire. The, sound and fire. Get in the middle of their relationship. Get a little testy there. <laughs> get a little testy. Um, that's the problem with a three-person relationship, MT. Someone's going to be unhappy at some point. Right? You know, whenever I hear about those poly relationships, I'm like, hey, man, do what you got to do. But that sounds a little bit messy to it's me, difficult. man. It's hey. difficult. But, of course, meanwhile, Eddie and Venom are on a break. And Venom goes host hopping and, you know, so, sort of super messed up because I'm pretty sure a lot of those people died. Yeah, it kills uh, a few innocent party. people along the way, maybe. <laughs> right? And he's just like, hey, I just want to go to a party. Just uh, this one's from person dead. to person. Oops. Like, a human Uber or some shit like that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yes, Venom goes host hopping, does some partying, but winds up back at Mrs. Chen's shop because no one is as good as Eddie's body. I mean, have you seen Tom Hardy? Mm. Good God. Mm. Specimen. Mm. Um, but with the help of Anne, Eddie and Venom are reunited. But it isn't long before she's kidnapped by Shriek, along with Detective Mulligan, to lure Eddie and Venom to Carnage so that he can kill his daddy. Mm. A lot of people have daddy issues daddy in comic issues. book movies. I don't know this if you This film's noticed, all about daddy like, issues. It's all about daddy issues all the time. And of course, an epic battle occurs in a cathedral, and both Shriek and Carnage are ultimately defeated. And Venom devours Carnage like every dad should, I guess. Just devour your child. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't eat your babies, please. Um, I mean, if they're murderous, if they're murderous symbiotes, eat your baby. Yes. But otherwise, yeah, let them be. Venom devours Carnage and bites off Cletus's head for good measure because you got to be safe. You never know with crazy people. You never um, know. And Detective Mulligan survives the encounter. But is he the same man? Probably not. Uh, he got really messed up. He, he, he definitely needs at least a little bit of a, you know, chiropractor mm. stuff. Because uh, his back doesn't seem like he's doing too good. Um, and knowing that the police will be on the hunt for Eddie and Venom, they escape San Francisco for a tropical paradise. Mm. In the post credit scene, Venom lets Eddie in on a little bit of the billions of years of collective knowledge of his alien hive mind just before they are pulled into a different universe. A universe with a very familiar face, mm. Tom Holland, who will... Get a little nibble by Venom, probably, in a future film, which I'm very excited about. He wants a taste. But before we get into all that, our merch partners at Epic Hero Shop just dropped a shirt inspired by Venom Let There Be Carnage. And this shirt is called Symbiotic Chaos and features the epic struggle between our chaotic black and red alien symbiotes. It's a really cool design that won't be available in this universe for long. So please be sure to grab one before they're all gone. So check out all the awesome gear and apparel, including the Venom-inspired shirt at NewRockStarsMerch.com. It's a great way to support the channel and to show your passion for all things nerdy but before we continue we do want to thank adam and eve for sponsoring this video as the weather cools off a lot of us are going to shift from outdoor activities to more indoor activities in the coming months well our friends at adam and eve are here to help with one of our most fun indoor activities and i'm not talking about scrabble y'all mm -mm. though they definitely sell some things that could make scrabble more exciting that's what i'm saying you know <laughs> have you ever, ever played scrabble with your clothes off brandon mm. it's pretty fun a little strip uh <laughs> scrabble hello um, they also sell some clothing that could definitely be repurposed for a Halloween costume if you're looking to raise some eyebrows this October 31st, if you know what I'm saying. I mean, a little a little lady venom always raises my eyebrows a little bit. Right. <laughs> AdamandEve.com is offering 50% off just about any item, and plus free shipping on your entire order. So what do you have to do to get your 50% off one item and free shipping 
It's not really that hard. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item, and it could be an adventurous new toy or anything you think could make your indoor time a little bit more fun this fall. So just enter code MARVEL at checkout and you'll get 50% off almost any item. So go to adamandeve.com today, select one item and get 50% off, including free shipping when you enter code MARVEL. That is M-A-R-V-E-L, MARVEL at adamandeve.com. Com. So Brandon, I got a question for you. So after that insane mid credit sequence, it looks like our favorite symbiote is now in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What do you think this means going forward, Brandon? Oh, I mean, this it, it's crazy. Like, this is everything we've been, like, hoping for, right? And kind of been wondering for a while, like, how close is the Venomverse to the MCU? Right. Uh, and it looks like they're not taking the whole thing. They're just taking our little boy Venom and plucking him out. But I mean, I think the craziest thing is, you know, we get to we've seen the trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home. We know there's this spell that Doctor right. Strange, maybe not Doctor Strange does. Uh, and then at the <laughs> end, you know, we see like the Green Goblin's pumpkin bomb and we see Doc Ock from the mm. Raimi-verse. So we kind of get like a little glimpse of what it looks like on the other side of that spell, right? Because, right. uh you know, Venom and Eddie are taken, the room changes around them. So they're still in the same place, but just in a different timeline or a different universe, which I think is like crazy. Uh, That's like, that's totally nuts. It it really blew my mind. I was like, oh, this is, this kind of is like a sneak peek into what we're going to see in the next movie, or maybe never even see in Dr. Strange. We might, we not, or in Spider-Man, we might not see the other side, uh, what it looks like for the villains who get brought into the MCU like that. Yeah, and like it's, I, I find it really striking that like the entire universe changed around Venom mm-hmm. and Eddie, but they seem to retain the memories of the past universe. Whereas that guy was like, "What are you doing in my room? Like, what is this? Like, you're not supposed to be here." Yeah, yeah. So like, it kind of makes me wonder whether or not that like you know that primordial or like that really old you know connection that you know. Venom has to his, you know, past and like, you know, the, the, the Clintar race being like the super old race. I wonder if that has to do with, you know, Eddie remembering their memories because like he is this being that sort of existed sort of pre big bang. Like it does, does this, does this mean that the Venom universe and the MCU merged into one universe? Like is, or like, are we like experiencing this weird, like, all right, like just Eddie and Venom just got, I don't know, transported to the MCU and only them. I think I, I think it's your really latter point is more right, MT. Like, I think this is just mm. like a, a fun crossover. It's going to be like a fun crossover episode. And depending mm. on what happens in Spider-Man No Way Home, Eddie and Venom might find a way home and might find their way back to uh, their own universe uh, towards the end. Mm. But what is crazy, MT, is how did Venom, like, right away know who or what Spider-Man was and know that that should right. be a target? Like, what are your thoughts mm-hmm. on that? I think that, you know, because they were watching the news and because Peter Parker, of course, with the, the events of Spider-Man Far From Home, is a criminal, mm. um, Venom's like, hey, this is a, that's a criminal and he looks pretty good. He looks like a strong a young man. a high-profile criminal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, like, you know, he, I'm sure he's hearing with the audio. It's like, oh, the hero Spider-Man and, like, you know. And like, oh, he uses strength to kill Mysterio and all this stuff. He was like, hmm, that guy's pretty strong. I don't know why I'm doing a Venom impression. I like your Venom That's what I'm voice. doing right now. He's I like, like oh, that guy's voice strong. And he looks delicious. <laughs> 
he he could maybe even be a better match than Eddie. Who knows? Mm. Mm. Um, but oh, no, I, are we gonna see Black Suit Spider Man again? Ooh. I mean, I feel like you can't put Venom in a Spider Man movie without giving us Black Suit Spider Man like because one time. action figures need to be sold, Brandon. Right. Action figures need to be sold, and we haven't had a Black Suit Spider Man in the trailer Spider-Man for Spider Man No Way Home. He's wearing that black suit with kind of like a little mm. bit of gold trim on it like uh, I don't right know. i don't know could that have been I, I think, <laughs> that's definitely his uh i think that's his doctor strange inspired suit i think that's his like multiverse traveling suit maybe but i don't know that could be the seeds because we got night monkey in, in uh, uh far from home <laughs> and now we got this black suit so and then we get venom in the next one so who knows gotta sell we're just toys. graduating black suits slowly <laughs> until we get the real uh, evil black suit I mean, that's a, that's a great point, MT, that you were making that, like, the thing they see on the news is J. Jonah Jameson saying, like, this is a bad guy. This is the number one menace. Mm-hmm. This is the problem. And Venom, who's, like, made it clear in this movie that he wants to be, you know, the lethal protector. He wants to be the, mm-hmm. like, the hero. He wants to eat the bad guys. And, like, if this is the number one bad guy, <laughs> like, that's who he wants to go after. Um, mm-hmm. I also think that, you know, right when that moment happens... You know, Venom is describing, oh, I, I'm plugged into this hive mind and we get all the knowledge from all the symbiotes from right. throughout time. And he even says something like uh, across uh, like our knowledge of, of the universes or across the universes, mm. almost that like the symbiotes are aware that there are multiple universes. And I'm wondering mm. in that moment that they get plucked out of the Sony Venom verse and put into the MCU, if Venom is immediately tied into whatever symbiotic Hive mind exists there, mm. and those symbiotes are aware of Spider Man somehow, are aware of Peter Parker, and he immediately is like, "Oh yeah, this is the one. I know who this is." And Eddie's just kind of catching mm. up slowly, but like Venom right away is like, "Oh, I know what's going on right away, right now. I'm here. Let's do mm. it." Uh, and maybe there are already symbiotes who are aware of Spider Man. Uh, maybe Null's out there and aware of Spider Man. I I don't know, oh, but like, yes. oh. This movie 100% teases Null. Like, mm. that's the only thing that I, like, that I was most excited about while leaving this movie. I was like, oh, my God. He mentioned the billions of years mm. of hide knowledge. And, like, we're, we're getting into, like, this weird, like, you know, multiverses and, like, the Big Bang and the initial singularity and all that stuff. So, like, we're definitely going to see Null in the future. That is something that I am most confident about, <laughs> like. Put that like I'm putting put myself on the record. Okay. Like we're going to see null in, okay. in the future of the Sony Venomverse. Like Guaranteed. there's no way that we're not going to. <laughs> but no, like what you said with um the the universes and like um the hive minds like crossing across uh, universes. We have seen a uh, a symbiote fight a Spider Man in Spider Man Three in the Raimi trilogy. Mm. So like. If that little multiverse thing didn't happen at the end of Venom, I feel like Tom Hardy was probably going to witness the events of Spider-Man 3 because mm. that symbiote was there and was probably connected to the hive mind as well. So he's like, oh, shoot, that's what he was doing before he died. Um, but yeah, no, this I feel like there's probably going to be some link between maybe like the 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 Venom... Uh, the the Clintar race and maybe like the spider totem connection that is in the spider verse comics because oh, like okay. all the spider-men are connected and, and it seems like all the venoms are connected throughout universes as well because we do have the venom verse comics in the comics where they had this weird uh like series where like it's like there's different venoms from different universes <laughs> like because they had to you know capitalize on the spider verse stuff of course venom. of course um but yeah no there is a venom verse and I think they just tease it in this video. So, I mean, this movie. So, I'm very excited. 
Yeah, it was pretty wild stuff because, you know, they have not made any hints that this crossover was going to happen anytime soon. And it seemed like, mm. you know, Sony and Marvel have kind of been like, you know, in their separate camps and doing their thing and sharing <laughs> Spider-Man a little bit. But it's been very testy and it's been, you know, mm. it's played out interesting in the news. So this was just kind of a shock and it kind of came out of nowhere and it was like, OK, uh, this will be exciting. And I, I'm very excited to see, you know, uh, Venom appear in uh, Spider-Man No Way Home and what that means. Mm. And uh, is this going to push venom to more of a bad guy role or more of a good guy role i i I don't know you know venom has been our our protagonist in these films for lack of a better word because he's still kind of bad he's still eating people uh Mm. you know even if they are criminals they deserve their day in court you don't just deserve (laughs) to get your head bitten off for mugging somebody and also like you said i don't know brandon that's uh (laughs) seems like a controversial statement (laughs) uh you know an eye for an eye got brought up in this movie uh uh, but like true. Venom, like you said, like Venom, like host hopping and killing mm. these these people he's hopping into really messed up. is very messed up. It's it's some dark stuff when you really think about <laughs> it. Because um, I was, you know, I was thinking like in the first Venom movie, we did see a lot of people die. Uh, mm. You know, the, the homeless woman that Eddie knew and, you know, mm. tried to rescue from the Life Foundation. She passed away. Like all those homeless test subjects died. We see Jenny Slate's character die, even though she was a part of it. So she's kind of evil. She tried to stop it. She was scared. Her children were threatened. You know, so, you know, we were going through this movie and I was like, oh, there's not as much innocent death in this one until like he started host hopping. So (laughs) this next level of Venom, Venom in the light of the MCU will be very interesting because I think he's definitely Mm. on the bad side, even if his intentions deep down are maybe good. He's, he's mm. going to be a villain. You know, I think he's going to be put on the bad side. We'll see if he helps Spider-Man or just tries to eat him. I don't know. <laughs> well, I have a question for you, Brandon, because sure. like with Venom, of course, we talked about the whole black suit thing. Is there a chance that we could see Venom duplicate himself oh. like he did in this last movie with Peter? And so like Peter has his own version of Venom after, you know, fighting with Eddie. And it's like so and like that's where his struggle goes in after um, No Way Home. It's like, all right. Now I have a piece of Venom with me, and, like, Eddie has his Venom, and, like, now I have, like, my Venom. Oh, like, like a... Tom like Venom. Almost another <laughs> uh, almost another child of Venom that, like, goes yeah. into... Oh, okay. That, yeah, I would love for a little piece of Venom to stick around if he even... If he gets yeah. put back in his own universe, that's fine. But let, let's leave a little bit in the MCU. You know, we would love to yeah. see some symbiote action especially if Noel's gonna show up we need we need we need to have the symbiote exactly character. and like i feel like because venom is this new anti-hero character sony probably doesn't want spider-man to be like oh no venom is this super evil guy like they kind of want to separate like the venom from the movies with like whatever venom that peter is going to struggle with in his movies because mm-hmm. you know that is supposed to be his like bad guy like he's supposed to struggle with his you know his very angry and evil dark part of himself right so like i wonder if they're just going to make a completely new venom because i feel like that makes the most sense with because they do want to make a venom 3 with a sympathetic venom so i feel yeah. like that's the and best I, way to do it. i would also love a venom to stick around because i want the thunderbolts man i want the thunderbolts so oh, bad man. and venom yes. in the thunderbolts is great he's like a great character oh, to have in the he's thunderbolts. perfect literally val would go straight uh, up to eddie and be like hey where did you come from yeah, don't yeah. care don't Come care. Join my team. You're working for me. <laughs> You're done being a journalist, buddy. I mean, if if they're gonna have abomination in the Thunderbolts, I think it's tough because 
Venom and Abomination kind of fill the same role. You know, they're the tanks. Right. They're the big tough mm-hmm. guys. They're the muscle. So I don't know if you can have both, but uh, I love the run in the comics when Venom is in the Thunderbolts. It's so much fun. Uh, it's it fun cool. to have this character who you got to feed people to every now and then. Uh, but he's fighting <laughs> on the good side. Uh, uh, it's a lot of fun. I have one other question about this for you, MT. Uh, so okay. when they when they hop over and they see J. Jonah Jameson, do you think mm. there is a J. Jonah Jameson in the Sony Venom verse? Like Eddie mm. worked for the Daily Bugle. You know, we saw him writing for the Daily Bugle. And in the first movie, mm. he talks about, you know, he was in New York and got kicked out, of, got driven out right. of New York. Was there a J. Jonah Jameson in his universe? Do you think they're familiar with that character like right off the bat? Um, absolutely. Uh, this is the whole J. Jonah Jameson-iverse. That's mm-hmm. the whole Sony. He's the backbone of the entire Sony Sony Cinematic Universe. He's the so linchpin. I, honestly, I would really love if there was really a Jonah Jameson. Do you think it's also J.K. Simmons or they'll put like a different character? I mean, you got to leave J.K. Simmons. It has to be J.K. Right? Simmons. Please, J.K. Simmons. In every universe, different hairstyles. Yes. Oh, J.K. Simmons. <laughs> I want a mohawk, mohawk yeah, J.K. Simmons. Yeah. I want to have like I want a, a rat tail J.K. Simmons. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's got a mullet maybe, like something like that. Here's another question that wasn't really exactly mm. answered in this movie. How the hell did Shriek get her powers? Because oh, they just sort of just like, oh, here's Cletus' girlfriend. She has powers. And that's it. That's like, is it. she is she a mutant? Could she be a mutant? I mean, it seems like she's. It's definitely trending towards mutant, right? Because she's a a young Mm. woman whose powers are, like, coming to fruition. We don't Mm. really know why she's locked up in this institution. I assume because she's used her powers and maybe hurt somebody or killed somebody, right? Uh, And she says, like, my powers are getting stronger, and that's why they're going to move her to a new facility. You know, they have this whole secretive Ravencroft facility where even Mm. – didn't Detective Mulligan say something like, this place – no one knew it existed or something. Like it was hidden away yeah, in the hills. Like he thought he killed that girl. Yeah, yeah. So he like she he was, was like, dead. "Whoa, what is this place and why is she alive?" <laughs> so we have this mysterious facility. It's like off the grid. It's mm. ostensibly not a government agency. It doesn't seem like, or if it is, it's way above what the SFPD mm. knows. I saw some kids Naruto running to Ravencroft because they thought it was Area Fifty One. <laughs> Trying to break so them out. That was very interesting. <laughs> Trying to break him out. Uh, So, I mean, and we know that Sony just has the rights to the Spider-Men. They don't have the rights Mm. to the X-Men and mutants and all that. And that was Fox. And now uh, Marvel's pulled that back in. Disney's got that now. Yeah. Sucking them in. Uh, Wallet money. (laughs) So, but it was just mysterious. They kind of, no one seemed to question why this woman was able to do these things. Mm -hmm. Um, So are there like more mutants in the Venomverse that are, is it more common there to have people with powers? Like it didn't seem like that shocking to anybody. Like no one, you know, no one off to the side was like, whoa, did that lady just like scream at a helicopter? Like what happened? I don't, I don't understand. And they have this facility built up. They had that mysterious woman, who was running the facility, who died. I thought she would survive. Immediately. She died immediately. Right? I thought they were setting her up for, like, Venom 3. It's like, we have all these superheroes yeah. here. Or, like, yeah, we have villains. all these. Uh, they had that Siegfried guy who they mentioned mm-hmm. by name is Siegfried. I couldn't I couldn't establish who he was. I looked around a little bit. Maybe mm-hmm. I to look around some more. I don't, I don't know if he was another powered individual, why he was locked up in there. But, yeah, it does seem like she might be a mutant, right? They're, they didn't give us any backstory of, like, she's you know, as a kid, got some chem- chemicals splashed on her or anything like that. Um, this seems to be the first example of, like, just a straight-up person with powers that are yeah. unexplained. 
Yeah, the, this could very much be like the MCU's first mutant. Because in the comics, she is a mutant. I mean, other than in Black Widow, we did have Ursa Major, who was right. technically a mutant. Right. This is like, like a, a mutant cousin of the MCU, right? Like, yes. Kind of a, <laughs> a multiverse cousin. I wish they had said the word. I mean, that would have, I would have jumped up out of my seat if someone said the word mm-hmm. mutant. Like, lock up this mutie. I would have been jumping out of my seat, baby. Uh, lock up this mutant from the Marvel comics yes. right now. <laughs> Certified mutant. Like, if just a computer screen had been like, you know, uh, Francis, mutant. Uh, would have been great. Mutant. Would have been, would have been really great. Um, maybe, like, the MCU is the only universe that doesn't have mutants yet, and they exist in every mm. other one. And whatever, you know, breaking down of the multiverse between, you know, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home and the Loki and the TVA and What If and whatever uh, Scarlet Witch is up to is just going to bring them all in somehow. Uh, let's get them going. I mean, we are just waiting for these mutants. What the hell happened to Detective Mulligan anyway? Ooh. Like, will we, be, will we be seeing Toxin in Venom 3? I mean, I think they're certainly setting that up right, MT. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Toxin is... Yet another symbiote in the symbiote mm-hmm. universe. Um, but then this one, grandson Toxin. Grandson, yeah. Toxin is, in the comics, he was like the offspring of Carnage, who mm. Carnage, also in the comics and in the movie, was the offspring of Venom. Um, mm-hmm. And Toxin is supposed to be the thousandth, the one thousandth offspring in the the Venom oh. line, you know. So it's like you won one of those uh, fake uh, yeah, yeah. things on the internet. You're the one thousandth visitor. Oh yeah, my yeah. god! <laughs> and because he's the one thousandth one, he's supposed to be like the most powerful. Like Carnage is more powerful mm. than Venom, but now Toxin is supposed to be more powerful than Carnage and Venom. So uh, mm. I think they're definitely setting that up. You know, we saw his eyes glow blue, and he said mm. monsters. Monsters unleashed. <laughs> well, like I do, so, like you did mention that, like you know, the Venom might have to ha- fight another symbiote in Venom Three, but like, does that really have to be the case? Because mm. he did fight Riot in Venom One, and he did fight Carnage in Venom Two. So, like, could it be possible that we could see Toxin and Venom team up Ooh. in Venom Three against a bigger threat, like maybe a Null? Because like Mulligan and Eddie seem to have like this weird like team up relationship at the end of the movie, and Mulligan is not entirely a bad. Dude, he no. just wanted credit for the the whole Cletus stuff because at the beginning, and he yeah, was you know, Mulligan, he's just a cop. He's trying to do his best, and he's he's mm. working with what he's got. He's only has the resources of the police department, and he has to fight alien symbiotes. I mean, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough <laughs> for this guy. Like, for some reason, they don't respect his badge. I don't know why aliens are so rude. It like, was kind of weird that he so kept going is. around and being like. Why, why does Cletus make everyone think they see monsters? It's like, because he turned into a giant monster. I mean, do they not have video cameras yeah. at the prison? Like, <laughs> did nobody see what happened? Like, I'm totally Seriously, shocked. like, at least one camera should have caught that. Like, a He made a carnage camera. tornado. He made a tornado. No one saw this? Literally, that was the most wild part of the movie. I was like, wow, why don't you just pull that out every time yeah, you need to fight? Yeah, two tornadoes all That's the time, very, dude. It's your most powerful movie. Like, you could have tornadoed that entire chapel in, like, that whole third act would have mm-hmm. been over very quickly. One thing that was very interesting is like in the comics, you know, Toxin does take over a police officer named Mul- Patrick Mulligan. Uh, so right. that that's the same. But also initially when Toxin takes over Mulligan, they impersonate Spider-Man for a little bit. They, oh, the, that's right. That's the right. symbiote kind of makes this, uh, the suit looks like a Spider-Man suit. It's like red and blue, I think. Mm. Uh And so that, if we aren't going to introduce Spider-Man, even if it's another universe, Maybe this guy becomes the Spider-Man of this universe, or there is a Spider-Man in the mm. Sony Venomverse, and 
that could be part of it too, is like him trying to be a good guy. Like he, he is a cop. So he's like, maybe he wants to continue being a good guy. He knows now he knows about alien symbiotes. So he's going to be like, I'm going to suit up and I'm going to take this on. I'm going to do what my badge never let me do. Uh, and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to fight with this, with this toxin ability. Uh, but ultimately he'll probably lean bad. That's a good idea. Let's get Brandon on the Venom 3 writing team right now. Put me next to Tom Hardy. We'll, we'll figure this thing out. So do, do you think Carnage is 100% dead? Do you think Venom mm. eating him and biting off Cletus's head, that was enough See, to get rid of Carnage? That's the question. That's the question with symbiotes. Because, like, are they really, really dead? Because, like, <laughs> in um in Venom 1, didn't we see Riot sort of merge with um with Venom for a little bit, Venom and Eddie. And, like, yeah, when they were fighting. Uh, yeah, when they were fighting on this in the spaceship, and there was all the noise, it created like mm. a lot of stat. And I think at one point they did kind of like goop up yeah. together. Uh, shout so, out to Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> so, <laughs> that yeah. Gwyneth goop. <laughs> and and if Toxin is an offspring of Carnage, then there could be some Carnage left somewhere. I you know who knows the rules with these symbiotes. Uh, they can do whatever they want. They're crazy. They're crazy little creatures. We don't know if Cletus wrote with the Carnage symbiote the same way that Venom drew with the Venom symbiote at the beginning of the movie. And, like, we don't know what the, you know, long-term effects of, like, having, like, a piece of symbiote on a piece of paper could mean. Like, maybe you could just grow another symbiote from that little bit left behind. That's that's a great point. If there was some blood left over. Also, when Venom's eating Carnage, it's very sloppy and sticky all over it doesn't look like he gets it all in his mouth, so there could be a little messy eater squidgel uh, squirting around down there, uh, <laughs> existing for a little maybe bit. Maybe the uh, maybe the pastor is now carnage. Maybe. Well, I think they bit his head off. I don't. It, it's wait. Did the pastor die? I, I'm pretty sure it was sure all bit, very they, messy. You know, it's PG-13, so they show every head biting off screen. So it's, you have to kind of like it's implied. Imagine it. Well, finally, Brandon. One of the biggest questions leaving this film is how old is venom mm. exactly because he seems pretty damn old that's a great question mt because like he he does mention you know like all the knowledge but i i agree i think that's like a hive mind thing it's like everyone gets mm. all the knowledge together you know in the first movie when they came when they were on they were taking off the comet you know mm. he mentioned that like riot was like the boss right he was the one mm. in charge so i assume he was like maybe the older the elder symbiote that was taking mm. off that comet um, and he does say, you know, one thing they brought up in the first one was like, I got to protect Earth from like all the symbiotes that could come and do damage. But that makes me think he's like a younger version of a symbiote. Now, we don't know how long the symbiotes live for. You know, young to them might be a few thousand years. Like you look at like Thor, who's like 5,000 yeah. years old or whatever. Uh, so young is is relative. Uh, but it right. does seem like Venom has like that adolescent streak to him where He's very altruistic. He thinks he can do good, but he doesn't always think things through all the way. Doesn't think through mm. the consequences of his actions. He's very impulsive. So I think he's like a younger guy. I think he younger symbiote guy. Uh, he's, okay. you know, he's got that young streak to him. So whether that means he's 15 years old or 15,000 years old, I can't say. <laughs> but I think in the, the timeline of, of symbiotes, I think he's on the younger side. Because uh, he's got that youthful energy, he's got that altruism, uh, and he doesn't think through his actions all the time. What do you think, MT? I'd like to think that Venom was Clintar's version of uh, Dennis the Menace, and uh, Riot was Mr. Wilson. <laughs> he's like, where's Dennis? He's just trying to get Dennis the Menace off this planet. He's like, we just need to find Dennis. He's a f- 
Menace. <laughs> we didn't bring him back to Clintar. Uh, <laughs> but no, I think that, you know, I think that you probably are right here. Riot had a lot more experience. He was a lot more, you know, dedicated to his planet's cause. Like, sort of like Zod in Man of Steel. It's like, right. all right, we want to, you know, expand our empire, sort of, or, or just re- grow, grow more. And so, whereas Venom is more like, you know, your Kal-El, it's like, all right, I don't want to be part of this group of people that are just assholes and like i'm a loser there anyway and like i'm a little bit more compassionate than my um my brothers over there so i'm going to be a hero over here yeah he wants to go out he wants to party he wants to live life like he's on in the first one he's on earth for like a couple days and he's like i love it i want to stay let's save this planet baby it's like not so bad (laughs) not so bad i like it here i do love that eddie constantly calls venom's planet ming mong or whatever (laughs) that makes me laugh the most I just want to, I want to like, you know, in the middle of, of Venom 3, right, they cut to space and you see a planet and the little title card says Ming Mong. <laughs> and I hope we meet Venom's mom so we can meet his Ming Mong mom. Ming Mong mom? <laughs> <laughs> well, that is it for this special episode of Inside Marvel. I want to thank Brandon for joining me this episode. You can follow him at Grin and Barrick on Twitter. And you can follow me at Mastertainment if you want to see me tweet some weird shit. And of course, please follow New Rockstars wherever we are, especially on Twitter at New Rockstars or on YouTube. And when you do on YouTube, please hit that notification bell so you can get notifications every time we upload a video. And please, of course, hit up NewRockstarsMerch.com so you can see all of our great merch options, including that new Venom shirt. But anyway, thank you guys so much for watching. We love you, and goodbye. Thank you.